Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, and today with me, I have... Andrea Mastrobatista, and she is the Chief Empowerment Officer over at Operation Inspiration. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me again today. Thank you, Ruthie. I'm so excited to be here for a second podcast. Yes, yes. So if you did not catch it, I interviewed Andrea and her first episode went live last week. And that's where we were exploring her entrepreneur journey. And we got to learn more about her story and why she started on uh, Operation Inspiration. So I definitely encourage you to go check that out. But today, we are going to be talking about resilience and how you can use it to transform your weaknesses into superpowers. And I am just like, Okay, I am ready to hear it. So I think probably one of the best places for us to start would be for you to kind of lay the groundwork, Andrea, in terms of telling us like, what does resilience mean when you're working with clients, when you're creating your courses, when you're doing things like this, interviewing for for podcasts, what does resilience mean? Well, resilience, it's interesting because I'm also a writer and a speaker, so I love words. And one of the definitions of resilience is actually a scientific one, and it's the ability for a substance to to come back to its original form after a trauma or something, you know, some sort of event that has taken it out of its original form. And I challenge that definition because I really feel, and this, this is what I do with my clients, I believe that in being resilient, you can come back better, faster, and stronger. To use a reference from my time, dating myself, it's a $6 million man reference. But yes, I do believe that that you not only can come back to your original form, you can come back better. So that's resilience to me. And in my work, I help people who are experiencing adversity, challenges, whatever you want to call it, to take the, that adversity and the weakness that they feel because of that to make them stronger. And we can go, we can go into that further. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So I, I love that. So when you're, you know, working with clients or or giving you workshops and things, how do we know which of our weaknesses have the potential to be superpowers? I'm going to use myself as an example. Love it. Because I'm kind of, I'm I'm kind of the, I'm the power, I'm the um, poster child for my own business, if you will. Um, That's that's true for a lot of us. You're just like a really fit personal trainer, right? Exactly. I'm going to take you back about four years. Actually, it's four years this Saturday that I was diagnosed with what is known. I'm, I'm a person for your listeners that didn't hear last week. I'm a person with spina bifida and I'm in a wheelchair. And I was diagnosed with what is known as a stage four pressure ulcer, which is an ulcer that, that starts inside the body. And it, it's got so much pressure from the inside of the body that it manifests that this, I, I hesitate to say, but I, I'll be as delicate as possible. It manifests itself outside of the body. So you, it's basically an infection that starts inside of the body that mm-hmm. you don't know you have it until it comes out. And 
to let people know how it happened. I will be as delicate as possible. I am a person, I'm a four foot eight inch frame and I was carrying about 150 pounds and not to put too fine a point on it, but I was sitting on my pressure ulcer. So uh, all that pressure sitting in my wheelchair, I literally then had, uh, with the, when the pressure ulcer made itself known, I had a, an eight centimeter deep wound in my body. Oh my goodness. So the way of healing that is literally strict bed rest, literally 24 seven, unless I had to go to the doctor to get a checkup bed rest. And I was on bed rest for the better part of three to three and a half years. So talk about having to exercise resilience. Now here's that I like to, uh, I'm a person that deals with it, with adversity, initially with humor. Humor is very important to me. If I can't laugh at something, you know, you'll crack up. So dealing with this pressure ulcer, it was very clear to me that I I was the one that caused this. I had 50 pounds overweight. You know, I, I was not taking care of my body and I was not living the credo of my company, which be creating your best and truest self to create the life that you love. And I said to myself, this is my opportunity. To, you know, I, I the, this is the biggest adversity I've ever faced. And I had, it's the funny part is I had been looking for new material at the beginning of 2017. So, you know, I thought my material was getting stale, give, uh, you know, praying to the gods and goddesses, uh, as our friend Victoria would say, goddesses and guardians, whoever would listen, give me new material. Well, I got it. There's my sense of humor, just not in the way I was expecting. Right. And so isn't that I, always okay, the truth? Absolutely. I, I got exactly what I asked for, just not in the way I was, I was thinking I would get it. So I said, this is an opportunity for me to show my resilience, show that I can, uh, you know, get, get my act together, if you will. Within the first eight months of me being on bed rest, I was introduced to an, a nutritionist and a, and a fitness trainer, someone on the same person. And I lost 50 pounds on bed rest within the first eight months. So I, and that was not only getting my, my physical self in check, I started to mentally get myself in check of, you know, I need to eat right and take care of myself so I can be a better inspirational speaker and really live my credo. So in, in sharing my message with other people, I am my best advertisement of I'm now wa- walking or wheeling my talk since I'm in a chair. There's my sense of humor. I'm walking and wheeling my talk and I am living proof that that you, in being your best, truest self, you can create and live a life you love because I've now got this business that I love so much. That's amazing. Um, okay. So, so what if you are kind of like that person who's just, you know, pandemic's been going on for a while. Life is kind of pushing in on you a little bit. If I'm if I'm kind of looking at myself, how can I determine, okay, this is a weakness that I potentially can turn into a superpower? Like what's that what's that creative perspective, right? That that you're looking for, you're hoping to help people take as they as they try to find what what you've discovered and what you teach. Here's how I take it. And, and again, using myself as an example, one of my weaknesses was I wasn't paying attention to my health. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to be my best, truest self, I have to pay attention to my self. So that was my weakness. And in getting my health back, I turned it into my superpower. It's kind of, here's another one of my, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a great writer, great speaker. I'm not great with numbers and finances. Well, to be a successful business person, you have to be you know, if, if you're the, if you're a solopreneur, chief cook and bottle washer of your business, you're also doing your books. So I have, that's another thing that I'm working on as well. I am educating myself on 
uh, finance now. I, it's not something that I, in, I enjoyed doing in the past, and it was very intimidating to me. You know, I kept my books, but I wasn't really educated about uh, a lot of things financially and investing and this and that. The more I educate myself, the more confident and empowered I feel. So I'm taking that weakness and turning it into a superpower. So it's oftentimes, I, I don't sugarcoat it for people. If they, if, you know, if they want to better their lives, they might have to take something that scares them or something that they, that they perhaps didn't like doing in the past, a weakness a, a, and learning all that you can to turn it into a superpower. And what I found with me and my clients have found as well, as they learn how to, you know, I learned better eating habits. I learned to like vegetables because that was a big stickler for me. So certain vegetables I do like. I've, I've learned how to, to make food, you know, fuel me and enjoy the foods that I didn't like before because I'm seeing the benefits health wise mm -hmm. and financially. I'm learning about how to better manage my finances and it's less intimidating for me now. And it's actually fun. So that's what I mean when I, saw, when I talk about taking your weaknesses and turning them into superpowers. I like that a lot. And I, I have to say, I, I think that those, those weaknesses, right, those are the areas where you have the potential for like a lot of, a lot of growth, right? Yes, absolutely. So I, I had my own fitness journey, but I was a bodybuilder for a few years and never never did I see as much growth as I did at the start. I, I wasn't, because I was in the army, I was in, you know, decent shape because we have to exercise and things. But when I started looking at competing, the, the times I saw the most progress were always at the beginning, the very beginning of a cycle, because, you know, that would be when I would have like the most like body fat to lose and, you know, trying a new exercise, for example, that would be when I'd be able to make the most gains quickly. So I think that that's another thing too, that can kind of help with the journey is that oftentimes at the, at the beginning, as you persevere, you get over, okay, yeah, you have to do it longer than a day. You got to do it more than once. But once you kind of get into the habit of it, especially in that very beginning stage, you'll start to really feel the difference like like meditating when you start meditating no you don't get a ton of patience after one time of meditating but if you take note of your emotional state and your responses to things after a month of meditating consistently you will see that things are really really different right yeah it's really it's really situation specific because it could be one of those things like you just said like with bodybuilding you see the difference right away but with meditation, you might not see the difference for you. Yeah. So it's, it's really mm -hmm. situation specific. And I work absolutely with clients with both of those, you know, and I give them the tools to, you know, yeah. maintain both of those. Well, when like, just to go back to kind of the, the nutrition kind of diet example, a lot of people, when they switch, let's say they have a, a diet that maybe is full of like a lot of fast food or whatever, something. And then they switch to a diet, not even like a, like a, an extreme diet, but like, they're like, okay, yeah, more fruits and vegetables. I'm not going to have soda anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to be drinking juices, yeah. you know, but if you decide that that's what you're going to do, you're going to see, you know, a lot of people say like, Hey, I stopped drinking soda and I lost, I saw that I lost like a pound or two and it's only been a week. And it's like, mm. but your body really appreciated that change. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that is absolutely, absolutely fascinating. Okay. So I was hoping maybe to kind of close this out, you could talk about how you see your work and, and, you know, the role of resilience kind of playing a role as we move forward. The, the pan, you know, 
And of course, maybe I'm just expressing uh, too much of a personal opinion here, but it's my podcast, so I'll do what I want. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the pandemic was hard. And I'm like, it's not over. It's still hard, people. We're not, we're, with, with this Delta variant, we're, we're still in it, people. Yeah, it's not over. And it's not over for, you know, billions of people around the world. It's not over. So I know you you talked in, I think it was the previous episodes about the courses that were coming out, but I'm curious to know kind of how you see things uh, progressing for, you know, us, for you, resilience, like how, how is, how are we going to integrate resilience in our lives to, to better, you know, make it as, as we continue on the world has changed. It's still changing. How can we better incorporate resilience to help not just survive, but thrive in the face of, of what's coming? It actually starts with how we talk to ourselves and the, the messages that we're telling ourselves. I call that flipping your script. Uh, and we'll, we'll use the pandemic as an example. When Now, in the previous podcast, I told the story when the pandemic hit, I was both a web, web designer and an inspirational speaker. And all of my recurring web, all my clients from my web design business that I had on retainer left within the first week of our quarantine here uh, in New Jersey. And I had to pivot quickly. And I, you know, I could have chased those clients or I could have thought to myself, well, I've got this other business. I wanted to make this my, my primary focus, operation, inspiration, my inspiration, speaking, my workshops. And I, I went with that. I said, this is my opportunity to, people are going to be need, need to be inspired. This is the pandemic. So I flipped my mindset of what I used to do was like chase those clients and say, oh, I can give you bargain basement prices, da, 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 da. And I just went in the other direction. So I flipped my script in that way. Now, when, when I talk about talking to ourselves, here's what I mean by flipping your script. I didn't, rather than concentrating on what I could no longer do, which was serve those web design clients, I concentrated on what I can do, which was I had the, I have these other skills. I have this inspirational person. I, I am Inspire Woman. If you follow me on social media, that's my social media persona. I have Inspire Woman. What can I do with this? Well, I wanted to go do my inspirational business. That's what I can do. Mm -hmm. So it's really a mat flipping your script starts with rather than focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you rather than focusing on what you can't do, you focus on what you can do. And I've created an entire course around it called mm -hmm. Flipping Your Script, Flip Your Script, which I'm releasing in September. And that's 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 just like a little taste of it. If you want to know more, you can go to my website. Oh. <laughs> Yes. And we have the links for that in the show notes. And I think that's probably the perfect way for us to, to close out. And I, like I said, I think these, your courses will be live before these episodes go live. So mm -hmm. I will definitely make sure that we include the link to the flip your script course in the show notes for sure, just because, well, first of all, we specifically talked about it, but I think it is really an important topic that we're all going to have to explore, you know, not just as we look at our own organizations or even as, as we look at our own families, but we're going to have to explore it on a very personal level to continue you being the person that you know we need to be to step into the role that that we're carving out for ourselves you know like i said a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are entrepreneurs and uh, being an entrepreneur you have a lot of demands on you and if you aren't resilient if you aren't able to speak to yourself with kindness i think you know as the world's woes continue to weigh on us, it's going to be a lot harder for us to see the silver lining and to see the opportunities as they present themselves to us. So just thank you so much for that. That was a perfect way to close the episode. Thank you for the opportunity to, to share my message with people.
Yes. And okay, so Andrea's online. We've got her links in the show notes. So I want to definitely encourage you for for you who are listening. I, I definitely encourage you to check her out online, follow her, check out the courses. Definitely something I would encourage you to take part in. I'm looking forward to their release myself being again that we're recording this ahead of the course release. But Andrea, I'm really looking forward as you know, our relationship continues to grow. I'm looking forward to watching you grow and your business grow and just watch, you know, how you're able to to change the world by helping people transform their weaknesses into superpowers. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. And I feel the same about you. I love what you do. for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.